This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. It's 10 o'clock Eastern time, and you know what that means, don't you? It is time once again for the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. From Egan, Minnesota, in the Northern Command Studio, where it's currently minus one. That's right, I owe you a degree, folks. I'm John Shannon. And from the palatial Radio TFI Towers in Queens, New York. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. It is, uh, we're talking about a high of possibly 64 degrees here today. 64. So, uh, so I got degrees to spare. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. Did you borrow me a few of them here? (laughs) I'm filthy with degrees. Yeah. Well, 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 what a, it's still pretty morning out here. My sun's out, you know, and I'm sitting in a nice heated studio. So, hey, yeah, life can't be too bad. Life is good. I have, my intentions are today after we're done to just kind of buckle up and put some chicken wings on and watch me some football. Oh boy. Who's playing today? Oh Oh, I don't know. There's just some team that has these big horns on their helmets and (laughs) in purple garb. And they're going to San Francisco. Home home of the world's most bestest intersection. Eddie and Van Ness. Except, you know, we have to be kind of fair about this. Maybe people don't know, but they've had it kind of rammed down our throats here news-wise. The stadium's actually closer to San Jose now. Yes, Levi Stadium. I don't know in proximity how far away uh, San Jose is from uh, San Francisco, but... <laughs> but... Well, just keep in mind, both the Jets and the Giants play in a completely different state. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And the, so, only, the only team to ever acknowledge that, it's, if I remember correctly, was the old uh, USFL team, the New Jersey Generals. No, 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 sir. It was the New York New Jersey Generals. No, their first year. And hey, you look this up. The first year they opened up, they were the New Jersey Generals. You know who owned the team, don't you? Uh, your favorite president, I believe. I love that guy. That's yeah. it. <laughs> There you go. DJT. <laughs> DJT. Yeah, all the way. Uh, no, we get, we're not we, going. We're, we're not even going to go there. <laughs> now, now, unless my memos are, are all messed up, we got a lot going on today. We got a very special day today. If uh, we, always do. we always have a special day when this young lady joins us on the airwaves, if you will. Would you like to 
tell us who we, who we're going to uh why why it's the it's it's the queen of all hacks christine hubbard from beck taxi up there in toronto canada eh we uh we're looking forward to speaking to her in about 10 minutes uh please stick around uh she's going to call in we're going to talk about what's going on up there in, in her fair city and how well she is getting along with the city council up there she just loves them she loves them they 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 do things just exactly the way she wants them done <laughs> so what I, what I'll do here real quick uh before uh, Christine comes in there's a little audio bit that I have and uh, I'll I'll go through here real quick and just explain uh, apparently there have been some new guidelines set for Uber and Lyft as well as taxi cabs in Toronto and uh, some of them have to do with safety some of them have to do uh, I, I think Christine said it best, but we'll we'll let her uh, describe it here in a little bit. But here's a uh, here's I believe it's CBC with this. Well, taxi sharing drivers in Canada's biggest city are facing tougher rules this new year. The changes are meant to improve public safety in Toronto, but as Lauren Pelly tells us, not everyone thinks they go far enough. <laughs> On any given day, thousands of vehicles for hire are crisscrossing the city. Those drivers now face tougher bylaws, which mandate having at least three years of driving experience and completing city-approved training. What does it matter is because a lot of people are taking these services and we want to make sure they're doing it safely. Drivers are also now required to attach notices to their cars, encouraging riders to watch out for cyclists. And they need to securely mount their phones. It's a shift that follows this deadly crash in March 2018. While driving two passengers to Pearson Airport, an Uber driver pulled over onto the shoulder of the gardener to pick up his cell phone, and his car was hit by a vehicle driving at full speed. One of the passengers, 28-year-old Nicholas Cameron, was killed. Cameron's death sparked public outcry, with thousands calling on the city to bring back driver training. It was scrapped in 2016 for both taxis and ride-sharing vehicles, a move many say lowered the bar for all vehicle for hires. We're going back in time. And, and in fact, it's in complete conflict with it. Everyone is saying they want to see in the city. The operations manager for one of Toronto's leading taxi companies says she's maintained driver training programs for years. Now she's questioning how the city will enforce and implement its latest approach. There are still so many unanswered questions. Uh, what is that training going to look like? We're hearing from staff that they don't know who will even offer it or what that training is going to require. City officials say they are working on a training program, but it won't be finalized until the summer. This is going to take some time to roll out uh, for everyone to get the necessary training, but you will have to have it by June 1st. That's for anyone renewing or getting a new license. And in the meantime... We have a dedicated enforcement team that does vehicle for hire, again, across all streams, be it taxi, limousine, or vehicle for hire. People can call through 11, uh, people can register a complaint, and we will, uh, we will be out there enforcing. Both Uber and Lyft tell us they'll be working to comply with the new requirements this year. And it could take even longer before riders can tell if the changes really work. Lauren Pelly, CBC News, Toronto. Well, thank you, Lauren Kelly, for that uh, outstanding report. And by the <laughs> way, who is the unidentified uh, operations manager of a unnamed taxi company? I don't know. I've never heard of her. No. That was Christine Hubbard from Beck Taxi, the unidentified <laughs> person. 
it's you know look from from what we know from our own personal experiences and what we've you know we, we we've we've seen up and up in canada up in toronto with christine and her issues we know nothing's gonna they're, they're not gonna do anything first and foremost you've got cars that are unmarked they're unidentifiable uh how how do you know that they should or should not have the stickers on them now uh Maybe Christine will be able to explain this. I, I'm sure she's going to have a lot more details on exactly what's going on in Toronto. And, uh, you know, we, we'll get deeper into it with her. But, oh, mm. but, by the way, before we... Go ahead. Before we get too deep in, we've got our Uber and Lyft stock reports. I just want to... Why don't we go ahead and uh, go ahead and fire that bias here? As long as uh, we got a couple more minutes before Christine calls. Well, that's that's why I mentioned it. Uh, Uber's up uh, uh, almost three bucks, two dollars and sixty cents from last week, uh, closing the week at thirty four dollars and a penny. Meanwhile, Lyft, oh my goodness, went up again, almost three bucks, a dollar eighty something. To forty six oh six, so apparently people are they've got their Christmas money from grandma and and they're buying they're buying in. Good goodness only knows, but but you know, they did they did announce flying unmanned taxis this week again. So I don't know if you saw that. Special. Yeah, they're they're out at the Vegas right now at the Consumer Electronics Show. And they've got a, a mock-up of the, uh, it looks like a drone, if you haven't seen the video. Unmanned, unpi- no pilot. Uh, because, sure, this will work. Why wouldn't it work? Looking to make a crash into the transportation industry. Exactly. There's no reason Uber's history of actually not developing any technology at all, by the way, kids and kittens, uh, they've been sued before over stealing other people's technology uh Mm -hmm. everything everything they do is cut and paste i know it sounds like bitterness but a little bit later on too there is uh there's a story out here from the verge uh that apparently what uber is doing now is uh trying to head off ab5 which as i understand it is in effect and is not being complied with but instead they're trying to uh, to quote uh, Christine's uh, uh, little saying or little uh, uh, bit here, where she said it's like putting lipstick on a pig, but apparently uh, they're trying to make some new uh, effects here to to maybe let drivers have drivers forget about uh, being paid uh, accordingly uh, as according to uh, AB five, actually being paid as opposed to being considered. Uh, uh, independent contractors excuse me well apparently what they've done my understanding is is out in california they've now gone back to the 20 percent or 25 percent commission thing they've actually and their surges are back now that doesn't mean anything because who's to say how much the people are actually being charged uh i don't mm-hmm. have all the details on it uh, i did not have uh I didn't really get that deep into it this week, and for that I apologize, kids and kittens. Well, I have the story here from the uh, it's it's from the Verge, and uh, we'll get into this on the other side of uh, of our conversation with Christine. If that sounds uh, okay, there, sir. 
Oh, sure, that doesn't sound bad. Uh, before we get too deep into, let's uh, let's talk about some stuff going on here on the home front, if you will. Some uh, let's okay. pull the pull the curtain back a bit. We're working out of the new, the brand spanking new Northern Command Center or or uh, Chief Command Center here today. We have our new equipment up and running. Uh, here, new computers, new monitors, you name it, it's new. Not my socks, but but pretty much everything else. Uh, we also, as of last week, we are now uh, officially a podcast. We're officially a podcast who records every week, <laughs> every week at ten a.m. Uh, we are. We can now be found on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Google Podcast. And uh, and SoundCloud, of course, where we've been for quite some time. We're we're not sure where else we can be found. We think we can be found uh, wherever your favorite podcasts are. But we, the the ones I just mentioned, for sure. So so uh, these these programs will be available uh, all over the place. And again, if you have iTunes, you just go subscribe to this podcast, and they'll all pop up on your on your iTunes. Everything that that we have. Or that we've made available so far, and there'll be more coming. Uh, it's one of my projects is to get the entire archive, two and a half years. I I want to get a count on the shows. I don't know how many shows we've done. Uh, we 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 got to be up close to uh, 150, and that's counting the days of of Sunday shows. And also the days when we were running off of Blog Talk Radio when we first started. Unfortunately, we don't have any of those in the archives because <clears throat> somebody opted not to save them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we don't we don't have any of those unless somebody out there recorded them on their old uh, tape recorder. But no. Oh. Uh, but we do have all the Radio TFI stuff, and eventually it will all make it... Uh, onto the the podcast stream and and uh anyway we're, we're pretty happy about that to to make this available to all you folks those of you that enjoy listening and those of you that are tied up and held hostage and forced to listen we appreciate you too and uh blink your eyes four times and we'll call the police we'll get help to you yes exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> hey you know we can't forget uh, what's going on this uh this coming saturday uh, That's who today. Is, uh, who are we going to feature this next Saturday here on Radio TFI? You mean tonight? That would be this Saturday, wouldn't it? That would be today. The word they're looking for is today. <laughs> or tonight. Thank you. Yeah, tonight. There you go. Soundtrack Saturday, tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific Time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific time, five and eight p.m. and eight. And, anyway, are you sure? I'm. I'm no, no. But tonight it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the movie soundtrack. Uh, it, again, soundtrack Saturday. It's things you may have heard before, something you may not have. Tune in. Listen. This is the entire soundtrack tonight, from start to finish, with uh, minimal interruptions. Uh, why are there any interruptions at all? Well, we just have to say who we are and what we're doing. Oh, you, okay. You found the Rocky Horror Picture Show here on Radio TFI. Next week, we have Tommy by The Who. 
and not the movie, but the original album, the original. Uh, uh, Tommy who? Tommy who? That's that's yeah. not to be confused with Doctor Who. Last week we had Pink, we had Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up, and and I think we have a caller. I think we do too. This one, Uno Momento here. And calling in on the Radio TFI hotline, I'm assuming this is Christine Hubbard. Good uh, good morning, ma'am. Good morning. So how are things going up there in Canada? Are you as chilly as you are here in, uh, in the frozen tundra of uh, Minnesota? Actually not. We uh, are having a, an oddly warm day today, and we're expecting in one day as much rain as we would normally get in the entire month. So that should be fun. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a lot? Do you have a lot of snow on the ground up there uh, as of yet, or none? Thankfully, well, we have had in November and December actually quite a bit of snow. Luckily, we have none now, so it won't be blocking the the drains and the sewers to oh, uh, keep this water moving. So yeah, that that could be problematic there. Uh, so we we got all your. Uh, Got the uh, stories here from CBC and everything about the new uh, the new rules that are going into effect regarding both taxi and uh, uh, Uber and Lyft drivers. And you had quite a, uh, a pointed uh, opinion about it, if you <laughs> if you will. Um, I usually, I know. I just, you never I, have any I, opinions I, on anything, do you? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if they want. Really wanted if they're going to ask. So it's. Uh, I mean, I think it's just a complete disappointment, and I think it's it's really done a huge disservice to our city. And and it, it's interesting because this time around, there were some consultations, and members of the public showed up this time. You know, you would have thought that they were paid um, participants because they were literally saying everything we've been saying all along. You know, as cyclists or pedestrians, you know, these vehicles aren't marked well enough. There are too many of them. They should be well trained. Um, you know, it was amazing to me. Uh, but here we are. And, and after some, you know, awfully tragic incidences here in our city involving um, ride hailing drivers, people have, you know, been killed in, in accidents. And, you know, I mean, it really only takes once, but there have been multiple cases. And, uh, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, lip service as usual. And in the face of, you know, our city calling for a climate crisis, they've allowed, you know, unlimited number of cars and removed any environmental restrictions that existed previously on taxis to try to level the playing field for us. Now, I think I know the answer to this, but speaking of which, have you had the same uh, issues with traffic in Toronto that they've had in other cities uh New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, as far as traffic is concerned, uh, since uh, Uber and Lyft have uh, uh, taken a foothold, if you will? Absolutely. And, and, you know, there have been quite a few studies that have shown that uh, traffic has uh, very much increased since the introduction of uh, these ride-hailing apps. And, you know, 90,000 cars, uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to know what that means. And we know that there are thousands of them, at least thousands of them on the road at any given time. 
So to suggest that traffic uh, hasn't increased as a result, we know that car sales, uh, you know, have not lowered. People are not riding our public transit system now. We know that 40% of ride-hailing trips would have been done on public transit otherwise. So, you know, these are additional cars on the road. But interestingly enough, the city supports its own decision based on its own research that declared there has been no change in traffic patterns. But what they didn't do is include the data from before Uber and Lyft came to our city. So, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's, it's that, well, duh. It's that ridiculous. <laughs> hey, guess what, guys? It's still the same as it was. But hang on. You haven't included the, the, the data from before they came. So, oh. so, it, so, so in other words, they did a before and after. And by the way, hi, Christine. They did a before and after, but they didn't include the before. That's right. Oh, okay. All right. Just yeah. so just so I'm clear on that. Great stuff. <laughs> Folks, if you do wanna if you do want yeah. to uh ask Christine a question here, uh the only channel I have open right now is either sending a text message to seven five four eight zero zero chat or um possibly getting a hold of us through Twitter at Taxi Stand Hour if you'd like to send a, a question for uh, Christine. Uh, one of the one of the things I, I loved it here in this uh, uh, story that I, I read, basically giving a, a synopsis of what the supposed changes are are going to be like here, where you called it lipstick on a pig. And I, <laughs> being a man of my age, I really appreciated that uh, that particular <laughs> comment. Um, that's what we. That's what. A, that's uh, as my kids call it, old people sayings, if you will. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, I... go through, go with me if you would through some of these, uh, some of these changes um, and where they could have, it could have been better. Um, an example would be, uh, you know, and some of the changes actually, like the details of, of them haven't come out in some of the most important items, which is hilarious because the bylaw was enacted uh, and became effective on January 1st. So, for mm -hmm. example, with the training situation, we had a really strong advocate in Cheryl Hawks in our city who, right. who lost her son uh, in in the backseat of an Uber. And, you know, you can read the story. I'm not going to get into it. but We, we actually, we actually played, played that story not long after it happened. We played the audio from the, from the CBC right. report. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're familiar with that. Heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah! You know, oh yes. She's a she's a very well spoken woman, and she's very passionate about um, sort of seeing that this you know doing whatever she can to make sure this doesn't happen to someone else. She's met with uh, the CEO of Uber at this point, so you know I think this bylaw, these bylaw changes, uh, even the review was introduced, you know, very much so, and as a result of Cheryl's you know hard hard work, and they've come back. And of course, to her, for her, one of the most or the most important item was the training. And they've come back with no detail on what that training might look like. They said, yeah, okay, Uber and Lyft drivers have to be trained as well. They removed training altogether in the city of Toronto in 2016, mm -hmm. um, you know, whereby tens of thousands of taxi drivers as well have been licensed with no training at all. Um, and, and at that point, that taxi, we, we partnered with Centennial College, a, a local, very, very well-known college in our city. Mm -hmm. They have put probably 2,000 drivers through a one-week 
in-class training course that includes an in-car defensive driving component and you have to complete that course you must get the certificate before you can drive a Beck branded vehicle so we've got the um, you know we've got the training in place we have a place for it to be delivered it's out of college they can take as many people as you know need to come but the city has come back saying well we don't really know who offers training and in my mind it's because they want to have an online only version and that's what you know Uber and Lyft will be able to uh, create third-party entities to deliver this training, and it'll mm. be uh, nothing. I believe the word you're looking for there is manipulate. Because it's, a, it's absolutely a manipulation. So, you know, exactly in, in September or October, our, our mayor called, uh, you know, declared that we are we have a climate crisis in our city. But at the same time, our regulator is removing environmental restrictions so taxis had to be hybrid uh, alternative fuel or lightweight vehicles they've removed that requirement from taxis because they were too afraid to apply it to ride hailing vehicles and never did put a cap on the number of them even though there still is of course a cap on the number of taxis Mm -hmm. you know it's just so laughable it's just so it's comical at this point that you know one press conference looking into one camera we're having a climate crisis. We need to find a way to reduce emissions and traffic and then to turn around and look into another camera and say, we've come up with amazing rules for Christ- Uber and Lyft and Christine, I'm curious, just as an aside, have they eased up on the minivan? Uh, that they got rid of the minivans? Is that, a, is uh, are they back now or? Right. So, you know what? If we were going to look for uh, a silver lining in all of this, the minivan, well, you can put on any van, right? You can okay. put on any vehicle. If you wanted to drive a tank around the city, you could put that on as a taxi at this point. <laughs> okay. So the conversion requirement that existed before has been removed, and anyone who wants to drive a van, and many people are driving vans because of their own, um, it, it could be a disability, it could be, um, you know, whatever the reason might be, the driver, too, needs often to have a minivan to drive. So the, right. you know, those were for you know propane conversion give me a break so now now they can go out and buy their vans and we can take groups of people and help people you know with their moving jobs and cargo again so that's great okay good Uh, yeah you you brought up a good point about running a tank through the city with all this increased traffic maybe that's not such a bad idea maybe we'll get one one of those monster trucks maybe that'll get through things there are those on the one hand, there, you know, there's two sides to that. You want to have a vehicle that you're going to be able to protect yourself in, but at the same time, <laughs> it's SUVs and larger vehicles that are very often the, the reason uh, or the cause almost of these pedestrian and cyclist fatalities. But you've got Uber drivers now running around, and the guy was blown by a giant pickup truck that had this big lift lamp. It was like, it, it almost looked like, uh, you know, a big black um, pickup truck with, tinted windows and it was like as if all you could see was the lift lamp barreling down one of our main arteries and the idea that this is something that makes sense it looked like Darth Vader it was nuts oh yeah one of the things I noticed about this uh about this rule now apparently and I didn't know this up there but something about having a minimum of three years driving experience uh to, to that I gotta ask you how old do you have to be 
to drive a taxi and for that matter how old do you have to be to drive for uber and lyft uh, i'm assuming it's the same for uber and lyft all over north america right so that's 18 right so mm-hmm. i mean again under it's hilarious on the city's website it says under you know public safety and protection these are some of the things we've introduced and one of them is that three-year requirement but little well i mean i think they must know they can't be that absent from from reality that they don't know taxi drivers have always required three years driving experience Mm -hmm. and it may not be through the city but this is a requirement of and probably for you as well for insurance company Mm. no commercial insurer will allow you to drive a taxi without a three-year experience letter or three years abstract whatever so that was already being taken care of for the taxi industry the insurance companies know what they're doing so we don't we don't argue with that now we have Uber and Lyft, you've been able to be, I think it's 18 years old to drive all along. I believe now they're you're saying right. you need three years. Yeah, and so I think they're saying now you need three years. But here's the kicker. If someone from your city moves, you know, from another country to ours, to Toronto, so from where you guys are to where we are, and said, oh, you know, I need my provincial driver's license and I can't get an experience letter or abstract, the province will say, okay, here's your license, and the city will grant you your Uber or Lyft license without the three years experience because it's too difficult for you to get that information. Well, that's always been Uber and Lyft's uh, little forte. Wait wait a second, John. Uh, uh, Christine, Um, let's back up on that a second. So in other words, they're saying, oh, poor baby, it's too tough for you to prove what we need you to prove. Is that what it's coming down to? So if you live here, you have to, this is what they're saying. But if you couldn't, again, you know, the thing is about going into these consultations, and I'm, I very pointedly ask these questions to the people who are writing these bylaws in front of a lot of other people, and they end up having to answer the question. And what I was told is, well, it's undue hardship, keeping someone from being able to get a job, if we require them from coming from another country to have to meet these requirements. So in those cases, we defer to the province. And if the province says they can drive, you know, with their standard driver's mm. license, then we say they can too. So it's, it's just, you just like fall off your chair laughing. You know, yeah. what, you, you, know what, you know what the real problem is? Canadians are too nice. It really is. It's, it's always been your downfall. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Now, everybody's just afraid. It's it's like, oh well, no, we can't put a cap on the number of vehicles, and you know, because these companies, literally in in a public forum, a politician said that. Well, they're very litigious, so you know, we uh, don't Chris, want that. Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you very briefly. Now, here in New York City, where I am, uh, all the all the Uber Lyft drivers, all the ride hail people, they have to go through the same exact training that medallion taxi drivers do. Uh, and I, I have been through that training. Uh, I have my actual New York City hack license. I can tell you, even with all that, and believe me, it's not, it's not nearly as in- intensive as it should be. It takes about two weeks to, to get it all done. If you, you have six months to do it, but I did it, uh, it took me about two weeks uh, every day to, to sit through the classes and, and, and what have you. Even with all of that, it doesn't matter. It is it is a Wild West show on the streets of New York City here. And again, because these drivers have to have their vehicles permitted, 
you can tell by the license plate. It's a taxi and limousine commission tag. Uh, they all start with a T, end with a C, so you know exactly who they are. That's the one advantage we have here. And it, it's it's a Wild West show. I, I can't begin to tell you. I can't, you know, and I, uh, the thing that's interesting, so looking at New York from from Toronto, we see the headlines. They've put a cap on the number of vehicles and everybody cheers. And, oh, they've put a minimum wage on there and everybody cheers. And look at how great we're doing. But on the ground, on the road, nothing really changes. No, no, it does not. And that's that is so frustrating about it. So you have all this sort of clickbait that everybody puts out there. So, you know, we're seeing in Colombia that Uber is pulling out right. because we've lost their appeal to be able to operate. But that's not going to be the end of the story. That's no. not going to be the end of the story. And what's going to happen there is, you know, maybe it'll go underground. Who knows? People will be still in their private vehicles picking up passengers. Without well, sure. A well, sure. We've told them now this is okay, and we've given them time to figure out how to do it. And in this day and age of cell phones and, and technology, believe you me, I could go out there right now and start running a transportation business. Um and and nobody would be the wiser you know you're only the only time if you follow the laws and you just you know you don't get tickets and all that and you don't have an accident there's your only proviso right there just don't get in, into an accident other than that you can run amok <laughs> I, I, I still you know they'll I, find it worth the risk right yeah. right right I still want to go back to this whole uh, dr driving experience thing. Uh, first off, I kind of have an issue with the fact that uh, drivers, especially Uber and Lyft drivers, have to be 18 years old. Now, I know I started driving when I was 20. And I, I got to tell you, I may be the single reason why now insurance companies require you to be 25. <laughs> right. Well, I, you know what? And actually, I think it is. As I was saying that... Uh, you have to be 21 to drive a taxi. Uh, you know, and now that you're saying 25, I actually think it is 25. In order to get that commercial insurance, you do have to be 25 to drive a taxi. Mm -hmm. But Uber is not the same. Uber and Lyft? Oh, no problem. We'll just, hey, That's you got right. your driver's license uh, a couple of years ago. No problem here. Well, let's keep it. Let, let's well, keep. You know, let's the example keep. so many of them where, you know, the example of Cheryl Hawks' son, this and had come from, like he, you know, Ontario resident, I suppose. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think he is a Canadian citizen, but he came, he was in Ottawa for, I don't, not very long, had come to Toronto. He was here three days and, you know, had zero driving experience. His, I think his provincial driver's license and, and, you know, I don't have the exact range, but it had been issued to him, you know a year before or something so or not even a, a full year before so like these are the things you know nothing's going to stop tragic accidents nothing's going to stop that from happening but what the city's job is is to mitigate risk and they've done the opposite so that's that's the part that i have a real issue with if their entire reason for existence is public safety by way of mitigating risk they have completely failed and i'm not sure why they have jobs to be honest. Well, yeah. and what you're saying holds true to a lot of a lot of uh, city councils, county commissions all over North America and all, and all over the world. And I was just going to add, uh, 
we won't even get into the whole sticky wicket that is insurance. Let's, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. It, if you remember, and I believe the case with the uh, with, with Nick there, uh, they had a whole problem with the with insurance as well because that's exactly the the situation where the insurance company goes, oh no, they're not licensed, they're not this, they're not, you know, and uh, yeah. It's happened a lot, and we know, too, where so many times roadless drivers are getting into accidents, and then they pull the sticker off their windshield if they have passengers. Passengers walk away because they're not always serious accidents, and they don't want anything to do with it. And he, you know, puts in the claim against his personal insurance, mostly because he hasn't told his personal insurer he's doing the work. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah, well, and that's really the only reason. So they're going through their personal insurance for these these claims and that of course affects everyone and so the idea too that the province hasn't stepped in in this this scenario is mind-boggling but here we are the insurance company wins and uber wins in this in this scenario Mm, i tell you so the insurer doesn't have to pay out if they cancel if the driver tells them they're doing the work they can charge them more money so why would they say anything and if it's against personal policies, they'll just start raising everyone's premiums as, uh, in uh, in response. Right. Well, a, per- a personal policy, a personal policy will just point out, well, gee, it specifically says in your uh, in your policy there that you can't do commercial work, you can't take people for hire. So see ya. You know. Right. They're not telling them. They're not telling them. But oh, if I they know. Do find out, then they say see ya. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I know. They don't have to clear the claim. They've been collecting the premiums all along, and right. the insurance companies just make more and more and more money. Insurance companies are happy that people are doing this because that they, they know they don't have to pay out. Sure. That's they don't have to pay up, and as more of them get you know claimed against the personal policies, everyone's personal auto policies will increase, and that's what's happening here right uh-huh. now. And if it's you know if they know about it, then Intac or the Uber, Uber insurance policy pays for it. And if they didn't tell them that they were doing that work, then yeah, they just cancel. Like it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Ed, do you have anything else? Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I'd like to know where where was that hockey rink that your girls went to? That little uh... <laughs> my husband shoveled it. Oh, really? Forty by sixty feet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it... he took it north. Uh, it was a lake. Just shoveled the snow off the lake. Oh, we went. okay. That. <laughs> For those yeah, of you, yeah. for, for those, he, you'll notice I wasn't in any of the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you, you not, <laughs> yeah, I had things to do. That's what I told them. So they went out to, uh, to a cottage with no running water and really, so... that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean you, you love. Them. Doesn't yeah. mean you love them. It doesn't mean you love them any less. But yeah. <laughs> well, and he brought up park lights so they could skate at night too. Like, wow! Was, I mean, it was all in. for that one. Your your husband's name is Nathan, am I correct? That's right. Now I think we're going to nominate uh, uh, Nathan for Father of the Year, right? Right here <laughs> now, I'm putting that proclamation out there. Well, I'll second that uh, that nomination for Trump because there's no doubt about it. He's pretty awesome. Oh. Well, Christine, it's 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 been a it's been a pleasure as always with you. Do me a favor and please uh, uh, keep me uh, keep us in touch here as far as the uh, 
uh, whole situation with the the class, the classes or the training. Uh, I'm really curious uh, to know whether or not you're right about the whole uh, online training thing for Uber and Lyft drivers here. What a joke that is. Uh, well, so. I know I'm right. Well, there you go. <laughs> that, that works for me. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you're the yeah. authority up there. I. <laughs> So. Well, it's pretty amazing how many people just out of nowhere want to reach out and tell me things. Anything that has to do with, you know, this industry or this nonsense that's going on here. Because it really is gaining more and more public attention when it comes to, you know, actual public safety and traffic and lowering emissions. And all these things that our city is working against mm. uh, while they claim to be working toward them. You, you actually don't believe how many people are, you know, will seek me out now just to let me know something they've learned or something they've seen and uh, it's a really interesting thing happening right now <laughs> well you know and you might be i mean you're the you're the you're the chief cook and bottle washer if you will there at beck but it sounds to me kind of like you've got your finger on the entire taxi industry there in toronto and uh, she is the queen of all hacks <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> but, uh, that's it accept it <laughs> we're off to soccer now we've, we've got soccer today and tonight and uh for the rest of my life so we're gonna have to say goodbye <laughs> all right well well thanks again for joining us christine and uh, like i said do keep in touch with us here and uh, we'll be watching closely thank so. you christine you can't keep from hearing from me on Twitter. So I'll, I'll definitely keep everybody posted there. And, and it's my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having Thank me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye. And, and with the ding, that ends that uh, conversation. Thank you once again, Christine Hubbard, Beck Taxi. Uh, uh, and I think I work for a pretty doggone good uh, taxi service company here in the, the Twin Cities. But uh, from everything I can tell, uh, uh, Beck Taxi may be indeed the best run organization in the in North America. Well, you know, I'm duly impressed. So, you know, I've, I've well, yeah, I've made my position known for a long time now. Yeah. I, I think she yeah, does. Yeah. I think she does a heck of a job there, and and I, I've, I, I don't feel it's lip service on her part. I feel it is no. totally legit. I know, not I feel. I know it's totally legit that she is looking out. Look for her family, her company, her drivers, her employees. She's got a lot there, and she's she's mm-hmm. she's genuine. I think that's the best word I can use right now. Mm-hmm. Once again, once again, all hail queen of all hacks. Thank you for spending some time with us. And, and now I can tell you, if you didn't know, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, if you are joining us live and would like to uh, add some comments uh, to this, uh, when, if you're listening to the podcast or on SoundCloud here, can't forget SoundCloud. You know, we got into the podcasting and all of a sudden we forgot SoundCloud. What? What? Suddenly? Oh. We've mentioned the podcast once. We mentioned SoundCloud during it. We haven't forgotten SoundCloud. SoundCloud is uh-huh. the technical reason that we're allowed, that, that we can do the podcast. 
So don't say we've forgotten SoundCloud. And it's not like they're coming to the door knocking and giving it to us for free either. So, you know, know, let's, let's, you know, fair is fair. Look, you want to pay me enough money? I'll sit there and be not acknowledged. Anyway, if you're listening to us on a pre-recorded whatever, uh, Twitter us, email us, uh, whatever, send send up a carrier pigeon. I'm dropping things all over the place here. Uh, As always, if you're listening live, call us. You can if you can call us from a payphone, we'll take the call. Collect. You don't even need coins for a limited time. We can't keep doing that, man. Well, it's not like it's costing us anything. Julie, Julie, relax. Well, relax. No, I, I spoke to the oh. mouse. It's good. It's all good. Did you speak to the mouse about I that? Spoke to the mouse. It's good. Okay. All right. Well, you have some uh, you have some interesting stuff there on uh, the Cheeto in charge. If I'm I not mistaken, I do. We we've had a very very interesting week week where we were on the brink of World War Three, and I personally don't believe that we've really left it. I think we've stepped back mm-hmm. a foot. Uh, as of this morning, there's no question that an Iranian shot down that uh, Ukrainian airliner. They say it was a mistake. It doesn't change the fact that 170 some odd people are dead. Uh, who does this go oh, back? I'm sorry. Oh, you what, didn't. What is, uh, is Iran the next uh, Uber? I mean, oh, oh, well, I'm sorry that happened. It was a mistake. Well, of course, yeah. and 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 they're blaming not not blaming us. They're blaming Trump, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But yeah, uh, I want I want to play some some audio. Some of this you may have heard this week. Others you may not. So first off, I want I want to lead off with uh, our friend, our good pal, Kellyanne Conway, being interviewed by the fine folks from Channel 4 over in Great Britain. Uh, Take a listen to this. It's about a minute. Kellyanne, how do you square the fact, though, that the President and Secretary of State do seem to be saying two different things around... They're not. They do seem to be. The President seems to say we are targeting cultural sites, which would be illegal. He didn't say he's targeting cultural sites. Did he not say that? He said that he, he was openly asking the question why in the world they're allowed to maim people, put off roadside bombs, kill our people, torture our people. I thought you said he was targeting 52 sites, some of which were cultural sites within Iran, which would be he illegal. He said that they identified 52 sites. But so they, can you Are say- you speaking about hypotheticals or, or, or I got to deal in reality today. Well, I'm asking you, is he speaking about, is he speaking you, about hypotheticals are, are you, or is he actually targeting those sites? You're engaging in hypotheticals? No, she's is asking he, about something the president of the United yeah, States said he, on the record. Is he oh, speaking yeah. about hypotheticals or are you actually targeting sites which would be illegal, which is exactly He's identified what sites. Secretary of State Pompeo has said. The best part of that video, would, if you can actually see the video and to see Kellyanne's face, she is like a dismissive 17-year-old girl. The The woman, look, I've, I've always said nobody deflects better than her. There's no NHL goaltender that can deflect pucks better than, than Kellyanne. That, that girl just flat out lied. Lied. We've all seen the news. We all know who's saying what about cultural sites and all that. She denies it happened. Uh, and, uh, but let's, let's keep keep going on let let's move on to uh let's go back to 2011 and we're going to go back to 2011 and listen to somebody talk about 
President Obama. Our president will start a war with Iran because he has absolutely no ability to negotiate. He's weak and he's ineffective. We have a real problem in the White House. So I believe that he will attack Iran sometime prior to the election because he thinks that's the only way he can get elected. Isn't it pathetic? That was eight years ago. It's it's so amazing how everything he says and do does. You can come back and find something that says the opposite. And here he is predicting himself eight years ago. Back That's from uh, November 16th, 2011. Mm. And of course, there's always this, this gemstone. Who are you consulting with consistently so that you're ready on day one? I'm speaking with myself, number one, because I have a very good brain and I've said a lot of things. <sighs> I've got a very good brain, and I've said a lot of things. Which which one of the characters in The Wizard of Oz was looking for a brain? I, I forgot. Scarecrow, that, that's right? Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Now, I, I, but, I, think, I think that we should start just nicknaming Trump Scarecrow. He can't I, dance. I we have to go there. Now, let's go to the final piece of video, and this is from 2015, when Trump was a candidate. And he had called into the Hugh Hewitt show. Hugh Hewitt is a uh, uh, he's a conservative radio host. He's uh, he's very good at what he does. I've listened to him a few times. Don't always agree with him, but but he knows how to he he knows how to lay, lay things out. So he's interviewing candidate Trump. Okay, uh, asking him about Soleimani or whatever his name is that that he just killed. And it's not so much that he doesn't know who he is. But just listen to how he reacts to it, how he squirms his way around it. Are you familiar with General Soleimani? Yes. I, I, go ahead. Give me a little. Go ahead. Tell me. It, well, he runs the Quds forces. Yes. Okay. Right. Do you expect and his I think behavior? The Kurds, by the way, have been horribly mistreated by us. I no, no the not Kurds. the Kurds. The, the, the Quds forces, the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Quds yes. forces, the bad yes. guys. Right. Do you expect his behavior to change oh, as a result? Kurds. Kurds. No. Kurds. Oh, I, I'm Kurds. sorry. I thought you said yeah. Kurds. Well, Soleimani is to terrorism sort of what Trump is to real estate. He's okay. uh, Many people would say he's the most dangerous man in the world, and he runs the Quds Forces, which is their Navy SEAL. Do you is think they're going to the stop? gentleman that was going back and forth with Russia and meeting with Putin. I read something, and that's that seems to be also where he's at. Do you know the players without a scorecard yet, Donald Trump? No, you know, I'll tell you honestly, I think by the time we get to office, they'll all be changed. They'll be all gone. I know. I knew you were going to ask me things like this, and there's no reason because... Because those are like history questions. Do you know this one? Do you know that one? I don't believe in gotcha questions. I'm not trying to, you know, quiz you on who the well, worst guy in the world is. Well, that is a gotcha question, is. though. I mean, you know, when you're asking me about who, you know, who is running this, 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 that's not, that is not, I will be so good at the military, your head will spin. Yes, your head will spin. Yeah, uh, it's not, it hasn't stopped spinning. <laughs> no, it has not. So, John, you got anything you want to touch on this, sir? You know, no, I, I, I tell you something, I've been uh, crapping bricks, if you want to know, to tell you the truth, as far as the potential of, of going uh, to war with uh, Iran, because I, I hate to say this, you know, we on paper should be able to completely squash, squash Iran like a cockroach, yet something tells me that if it ever got that far, We'd be in a world of hurt. 
to be honest with you. And I think that, uh, especially here on the homeland, uh, I, 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 it's no, it's no uh, knock on our, our, our servicemen. I think our servicemen do a fantastic job with what they have to work with. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a little afraid with all this. And I'm, I agree with you to the point that I don't think that the, this is over by any stretch of the imagination. No, I can't imagine that uh, Daddy Putin is... Well, he's got to be happy that, that Trump is, is moving things the way he wants. I don't know exactly what Putin's looking for here, but uh, I'm sure he's got a hand in this somehow. Uh, I mean... Look, Putin's got a guy who worships him as president. And and let's let's touch base on the drug addict that we have in the White House right now. Oh, sniff sniff yeah. sniff. I noticed that first during the debates back in uh, 2016. Uh I'm not the only person to notice it obviously. It becomes more pronounced. You look at this uh this this abomination. He walks out the other day with the backlight and, uh, you know, it, it was all uh, overproduced and he just sniffed the whole way. Now I've read that, uh, he is, he has a problem with Adderall, which is a drug that helps you focus and st- and pay attention. Uh, there, they, I, I've talked about it before. There's a gentleman on Twitter. Uh, I don't have his account up in front of me right now. Uh, who used to work in production on the Celebrity Apprentice, uh, worked directly with the Trump family, uh, was their handler. Uh, he's out there just telling the truth, telling stories. Trump has never come after him or the White House because clearly uh, he, he talks about them snorting coke and this, that, and all these things. And he's not been shut down by Twitter. He's not shut down. Nobody comes after him. Why? Because then they would have to defend it, prove him wrong. Mm-hmm. So I tend to believe what he says, and apparently Trump is—he uh, likes his coke, he likes his meth, he's this Adderall thing, and that's the sniffing. And uh, not to not to mention the fact that he has apparently from this long-term drug abuse, he has uh, bladder control issues. <laughs> And not he's not saying he's, wearing, he's saying he's wearing depends. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly. And look at any picture of him from a golf cor- from the golf course when he wears the khakis. Uh huh. It's pretty obvious. It's pretty. They say he poops his pants on a regular basis. <laughs> that's you know what are you gonna well, do? Well, you know the whole Adderall thing. I mean, you'd he'd have to have something like that or use something like that because. You know, the dumbass is staying up until two, three o'clock in the morning tweeting. Uh, I, I don't know how much real sleep he gets uh, because between having to be somewhat coherent, coherent during the day and doing his tweeting and all his other crap that he does uh, at night, uh, when you know he maybe only gets about two or three hours of sleep. So, what, 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 are, you t- all- what are you talking about? He doesn't. Most days he doesn't come down from the uh, mansion, from the exec- from the uh, the residence, I should say, until eleven, twelve o'clock. He has executive time up upstairs, <laughs> so he doesn't even start his day till noon. 
I haven't worked in a month, and I start my day earlier than that. I, I <laughs> you know, and, and what's he going to accomplish? Yeah. Look, it, it's we we've gone through a lot. Now we've also got the uh, the impeachment trial coming up. Oh, by the way, by the way, I'm going to make an appeal here to all mainstream media. Why is somebody not asking questions? What's the worst they're going to do? Ban you from the press briefings? They don't have press briefings. Ask him about his drug habit. Ask him about McConnell. Uh, uh, you know, ask him about all of these things. What's the worst they're going to do? Ban you? They can't. They can't do that. And if every reporter at any one of these sessions would just ask a question, follow up with some things. We got a president up there sniffing like a like a bloodhound. And it's not because of a cold. We've all seen this before on multiple occasions. You know, what about when he went to the hospital a couple of months ago? Oh, it was phase one of my physical. Physicals aren't done in phases. And by the way, where's phase two? That's never happened. And let's get a real doctor to examine him. Not, not uh, you know, somebody who's as far up his butt as... Uh, and, and I'll say it again. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Oh, I had a great piece. I'm not going to have time to read it. Uh, it was about Lindsey Graham. But basically, this, this author compared Lindsey Graham to a pilot fish. You know those fish you'll see swimming around with a shark? Uh-huh. And they feed off him? Well, his first, the first master fish, if you will, or whatever they're called, was John McCain. And, and Lindsey Graham was a good guy. He stuck with McCain. He, he was with mm-hmm. him all the time. John McCain is gone. So he's attached himself to Trump now. And you listen to some of the, the wild-ass things that's coming out of, out of, you know, Graham's mouth. He just, you know, he's, he's a sycophant now. I don't understand how this man can, can tolerate this stuff. And sit there and, and and just applaud this buffoon tapping out. Yeah. How much time do we have before uh, top of the hour? Uh, we got about a minute or so to play. Okay. Uh, I I saw this actually. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. But you know now you know they talk. You know Trump talks about uh, the quote unquote mainstream media and how the fake news and everything like that. Right. But do you, do you uh, realize now that the uh, Fox news, you know, the, the, the one guy who I think actually is uh, Trump's proxy uh, press secretary, Sean Hannity. Hmm. Uh, apparently he is threatening to publicize Republican senators phone numbers if they vote to allow witnesses to be called during the senate impeachment trial uh you know i i remember the good old days you know i i even listened to their shows every once in a while you know sean hannity rush limbaugh now, limbaugh I'll, I'll i'll give limbaugh a little bit of credit at least he hasn't come out and threatened to do anything like this but you know he used to be able to listen you know they they offered their opinions they brought right. other people to offer their opinions you know, Hannity is like I said. He's. I, I wonder if if somewhere Hannity isn't on Trump's payroll because I understand he's he has a he has an opinion based show, but 
good lord, man. He is a good old bucket head, you know. So, hey, we're getting ready to jump into the next uh, the next hour of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and elsewhere. <laughs> so, we have all kinds of good stuff for you in the uh, in the next hour. We'll see you then. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. With a Mogan David on his silver vest He was mean and nasty right clear through Which was kind of weird cause he was yellow too They called him Irving Big Irving Big short Irving Big short fat Irving The 142nd fastest gun in the West He came from the old barn mitzvah spread, schlepping a salami and pumpernickel bread. He always followed his mother's wishes, even on the range he used two sets of dishes. Irving. Big fat Irving. Big sissy Irving. The 142nd fastest gun in the West. Irving. 141 could draw faster than he, but Irving was looking for 143. Walked in a saw saloon like a man insane and ordered three fingers of two cents plain. Irving. Big fat Irving. Big sport Irving. The 142nd fastest gun in the West. James voice was coming on a train at first son and the town said, Irving, we need your gun. When that train pulled in at the break of dawn, Irving's gun was there, but Irving was gone. Irving. Big fat Irving. Big help Irving. The 142nd fastest gun in the West. Well, finally, Irving got three slugs in the belly. It was right outside the frontier deli. He was sitting there, twirling his gun around, and Butterfingers Irving gunned himself down. Irving. Big fat Irving. Big dum-dum Irving. Big dum-dum dead Irving. The 142nd fastest gun in the West. Really? <laughs> oh, great. Welcome back to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. 
Again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. That's Mr. Ed Van Ness there in the Radio TFI Executive Tower. You got to tell me, just what the heck was that? I had never heard that before. That was the Ballad of Irving. I've never heard Well, obviously, but I never heard that before. It's one of those obscure bits that I have oh, a whole I have a whole chest full of these. There's uh it's not always Mr. Mouse. You know, we gotta mm. <laughs> gotta spread the wealth a little bit, I see. Exactly, that. exactly. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness, my goodness. So a couple of things here before we get into the much anticipated uh Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine for uh, this week. And and by the way, uh, prepare yourself because this might run this might run long, if you will, this week. Oh, God. Just, just brace you for that. Let me go get a blanket. <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea. Hey, um, have you watched any of this uh, uh Jeopardy? Oh yes. Uh, greatest of all time. Haven't missed one. That is truly entertaining television. You know, these guys, now I forget the Ken Jennings, I forget the other guy that, uh, the guy from Vegas, I forget his J- name. James uh, Holzhauer. Okay, and the other guy I never heard of. Well, yeah, but, yeah. Well, he's, that poor guy, uh, He he's just, he can't see, three, three shows, six games, he hasn't mm-hmm. come close a matter of fact, the last one Thursday night, he he couldn't even play in Final Jeopardy because he was in the. Oh, I know, I remember this. I saw that. Um, you know, I tell you, that really has given me a, a, a renewed interest in Jeopardy. You know, in the show itself. Now, I think I'm lucky if I can answer maybe three of the questions throughout the entire show, but. Um, Every once in a while, I, su- I uh, surprise Granny Annie when I come up with an answer that she would have never, never come up with. Uh, no, no, you don't come up with you don't come up with an answer. You come up with a question. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> what is I'm? I, what is I'm here to save your ass? <laughs> that, that's exactly. But no, very, very entertaining. Uh, it, it has been, uh, and I, I'm really touched by. Alex Trebek, uh, he has, I mean, this man could, uh, he, he doesn't need the money. Uh, maybe he could just go relax, play golf or something like that, or do whatever he can to, but he is, he's fighting through uh, with, uh, despite the prostate cancer. Uh, he said in a, he said in an interview not too long ago that he has no plans to retire. He's going to, you know, he keep going until he can't go anymore. So. Right. I, I hope that uh, was it he said something to uh, another celebrity that mentioned that he had uh, that had cancer as well, and uh, he basically said we're we're going to fight this together. Oh, the uh, uh, member of Congress, the uh, I can't think of his oh, name now. Oh, oh, is it John Lewis? That's it. Mistaken? That's it, John Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is. Uh, Man, I hope the man lives to be a hundred. Uh, he is—he's uh, uh, an inspiration. He really is. And and this uh, whole this whole thing with uh, uh, with Jeopardy, the greatest of all time, uh, very entertaining. And I've been, uh, enjoyed watching it. 
Uh, real quick, a couple of other good uh, good stories here. Um, Lizzo, you've heard of Lizzo, haven't you? I have. We spoke about her last week. Yes, we did, didn't we? Yes, I we did. About I didn't. I forgot what we had for breakfast this morning. You know why I didn't uh, forget about it? Because I can listen to I can I can listen to the show on SoundCloud. I can listen to it on Apple Podcast, Google Google Podcast, and iTunes. And I've yeah. subscribed. You know, I've subscribed. I rarely to listen. I rarely listen to the the archived show anymore. I'd be happy if you showed up for rehearsal every now and again, just every so now that and would- again. Anyways, Lizzo uh, apparently is volunteering at an Australian food bank. Of course, we we've touched on the um, we've touched on the tragedy in Australia with all those fires. It's an, it's incredible. I've never seen anything like that before. Somebody made a very interesting point the other day that Rupert Murdoch sold I don't know part of his media. Uh, whatever he sold to Disney for $71 billion. He's an Australian. And, uh, hey, why don't you kick in uh, a, cu- a couple of Australian dollars there, Rupert? Yeah, that could definitely help. Yeah, just one of those billions would be... would be. Help. Uh, mm. Speaking of billions, they, they're estimating a billion animals have died. Mm, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Then. Um, hey, you know what? What? No, under the category of no uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Yes, if you will. Uh, apparently, a nude model raised uh, seven hundred thousand for Australia. <laughs> that number you know keeps that number keeps rising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go with the porn jokes. No, I didn't mean that, but I'll take it. If I if I got a laugh, I'll take it. No, no, go ahead. Finish explaining it for those that, that may not well, be aware of it. Well, apparently uh, she got her account, account deleted on uh, Instagram for her efforts. Now, explain what she was doing. Well, from what, from what I've seen in this, uh, she was uh, basically at 10, bu- 10, bucks a, 10 bucks a pop. She was sending nude pictures. Uh, uh, to certain subscribers, and no, I don't know. Okay, here's what she was doing. She got an Instagram. She said, "If you if you send ten dollars, uh-huh. which was going to the Australia to Australia for the fire relief, I will send uh-huh. you in a DM a direct message, a uh-huh. nude a nude photograph once she verified that the payment had been made. So uh-huh. it, it wasn't going out in public or anything like that. And she raised." The first I read about it was a hundred grand. It's gone up and up and up. Uh, uh-huh. And look, she's she's statuesque. She's you know, bada bing, twenty year old blonde. She's got everything a twenty year old blonde should have and more. Yeah, she she's breathtaking. Uh, mm-hmm. And look, if that's what she's doing to raise money, now I tried the same thing. I said S- send ten dollars, and I'll send you a nude picture of myself. I, I, I owe $26. I was going to say, I'll send you $100 <laughs> if you keep your clothes on. So, <laughs> oh, Only if you promise to donate it to Australia. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just a reminder, of apropos of nothing else, let's remember, kids and kittens, your old Uncle Ed is running for whatever office you'd like to write me in for this year. 
We're in 2020. Come November, uh, just write me in. I want to get on the gravy train, man. I'm making no bones about it. I don't care where it is. I'll move. I don't care. Montana, uh, Wyoming, don't care. Don't care. Just write my name. Just write my name for Congress, okay? Not not Senate, not nothing like that. Just just the House of Representatives, because I can blend in there, and nobody's going to notice whether I'm there or not. And, you know, although in although in the Senate, in the Senate, Marco Rubio managed to not be there for ninety percent of the votes. So, well, I think you should run for. I think it should be written in for of uh, City Council of San Francisco, California. I mean, remember, we already have a famous intersection that, in San Francisco. That is correct. We can all rally it at the intersection of Eddie, Eddie Street and Van Ness Avenue. So uh, just, yeah. just anyway, it, that's okay. Whatever works, whatever works for you. Just remember, Uncle Ed is here. Uh, he needs a piece of the pie. He wants to uh, go quietly. So uh, I want the perks. I want the benefits. And I'm not making any bones about it. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent from the Whig Party. I don't care. What do you want me to say to you? I'll say it. I don't care. I'm not going to do anything. Just be aware. I'm. What's that? Are you going to kiss babies? No, I'm not going to kiss babies. They're disgusting germ machines, and they poop all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> it becomes the same way when you get into your seventies. I was just about to. I was just about to say. I'm. I'm. I'm approaching the infant, infant stage number two in my life, where basically I'm sleeping and pooping all day. You know, and I gotta say, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So, oh. so, so vote Ed, and we'll get we'll get deeper into this as we get into the uh, into the election into season. The election. Yeah, there you go. What do you say? Is you fire up the music there? Uh, Feed the squirrel. Let's go here. Okay, here we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. A look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. Yeah! Oh my goodness! Like I said here, uh, Ed, did you grab yourself a blanket and some cookies and milk there to I'm go ready along to, with it? Ready to roll. Okay, here we go. So again, this is a we're looking forward. I, I don't have the key of the the tagline here. Give it to me again, brother. <sighs> we look ahead into the past. Well, that's exactly what we're gonna do here now. To look ahead into looking, the past. To look ahead into the past. See, you didn't even have it. So we're going from the 12th to the, what would be the 18th, I think, 17th, 18th, something like that. I don't know, it's your bit. Oh, well, you know, hey, do you think I take notes here or what? The 17th, we're going from the from the, from the 12th to the 18th. There, thank you. You're welcome. And by the way, and by the way uh, baby Oliver is already screaming his approval of this bit. I, so, I, uh, I can hear the uh, corporate board meeting going on. I guess he. I guess. Room next door. I guess. I guess Oliver and Mr. Mouse are in tense negotiations right now. I guess. Hope our jobs are are secure here after all that. All right. Well, let's start out here with January twelfth, where we uh, uh, acknowledge the birth of country singer extraordinaire Ray Price. 
who was born uh, in 1926. Uh, he left this world in 2013. I know the name. I can't. Um, I got nothing. You hear the song uh, for? Remember the song for the good times? Yes. Oh, look so sad. I know it's over. Come on, no comment. Come, come, come I got on. nothing. I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'm oh. I'm I'm mesmerized by the uh, board meeting behind you. <laughs> All right, uh, 1944. Uh, Joe Frazier, smoking Joe, born 1947 on January 12th. He uh, passed away in 2011. Did he? Uh, yeah. Man, I For remember. Wait, 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 wait. I, rem- I remember as a kid. As a kid, that was when him and uh, Ali were going at it. Mm-hmm. You know, they had all those great fights. I was still into boxing at the time. Uh, again, I was. In Manila. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. And uh, I've told the story about I, I when I was a kid, I saw Ali at a subway station. He was on his way to Madison Square Garden. I think it was the first Frazier fight. Yeah, it had to be. But, yeah, no, no, Frazier was great. You remember Tom Dempsey? Oh, yeah, the uh, the club-footed kicker. Yeah. Uh, now, didn't he hold the record for uh, longest field goal, 63 yards, if I'm not yes. mistaken? I, I just saw a video of that about a week or so ago. And, uh, mm. I mean, he was born, I think his left hand was deformed, and he was missing part of his right foot. That's how he was born. But it made him a fantastic kicker because his shoe was flat on the front. And at the time, 63 yards. And he kicked that. He played for the Saints, but that was outdoors. That was an outdoor mm-hmm. stadium the Saints were playing at the time. So, yeah. So, and he's still around. I had to check this. But he's still, uh, he's still kicking, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, 19th, January 12th, 1951. Kirstie Alley was born. Really? She's older than me. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also 1951, January 12th, 1951. Rush Limbaugh. Bush Bing Bang. Yeah. Not his yeah. real name, by the way. Oh, I, I don't know what it is, but... Uh, that is not his uh, real name. Is it Rush Limbaugh's? No, no, no. It's not even close to that. He also used to work for the Kansas City Royals. Yes, he was a comedy. He was a... No, he was not. Was he a... What, he worked, no, he was. I should know better than that. He worked in the front office. Okay. that's Yeah, that's right. Oh, moving on. 1964, uh, January 12th, Jeff Bezos... Celebrating, celebrating a birthday on January twelfth. You so, do the math. So he was born in nineteen sixty-four. Yes. Okay. Uh, which makes him a year younger than me. Uh, which makes him five years younger than me. Nineteen sixty-nine, January twelfth, nineteen sixty-nine. The New York Jets of the American Football League defeat the Baltimore Colts Colts of the National yeah. Football. League. Yeah, that that was a great day. Oh. I, I was nine years old. I wasn't quite ten yet. And uh, rooting for the Jets. 
course, the Super Bowl wasn't as big a thing as it is now. It was, it was oh, no, no, it was nowhere close to the spectacle that it is now. Wouldn't you say it was almost kind of the kind of a an exhibition almost at no, that time? No, uh, that was the first year that. Well, actually, no, that was the last year before the two leagues merged. Mm-hmm. Okay, the merge hadn't happened yet. That was still NFL versus AFL. 1970 uh-huh. was the first year of the merge. Right. But no, it was no exhibition. And that was part of the uh, of the deal, was that they would play these games at the end of the year, and it counted. I mean, it, you know, it was for real. Mm-hmm. And then going now to January 12th of... Uh... 2018, where we lost Keith Jackson, the first uh, first announcer on Monday Night Football. Yeah, there you go. He was born in 1928. Yeah, how long has he been gone okay. now? Pardon me. What year did he die? 2018, January 12, oh. 2018. Oh, okay. So, okay, moving on to uh, January 13th of 1929. Wyatt Earp passed away. <laughs> passed away, 1929. Uh, born in 19, or excuse me, born in 1848. Wow. Yeah, this way back machine is actually starting to dig. It really is. Way back. I, I think you finally got the tubes warmed up. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, January 13th, uh, 1975. Andrew Yang. American entrepreneur, Ugh. founder of Venue for Venture for America, and a 2020 presidential candidate was born. I am 16 years older than him. Yeah, tell this is crazy. You know, you know, Michelle Obama was the first first lady that was younger than me. Obama was uh, the Obama was the first president that, that was, was younger than you. Yeah, and exactly. actually, and actually, I thought. He was a year older than me. And okay. had I known that, I would have fought vehemently against him to make sure. <laughs> because that pained me when I found out, wait a second, I'd always been comfortable in one one indisputable fact. The President of the United States is always going to be older than me. And now... Oh, get worse, sir. Well, we went right back. You know, as long as, uh, you know, that's the one, one redeeming value DJT has. He's older than me. Yeah. You know. Oh, January thirteenth, nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, Senator and former Vice President uh, Hubert Humphrey passed away. H H H, a Minnesota guy. Yes, he was. He was mayor of Minneapolis before he became a senator. Really? Yeah. I don't know much about him, but you know, I know he was a senator. I know obviously he was vice president and. Uh, uh, I know they named the dome after him, but the dome after him, exactly. Until they changed it to Mall of America Field. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. that was and, the beginning of the end of that building. Yeah, I know the uh, know the feeling. Oh, uh, okay. Moving on now, January fourteenth of eighteen eighty six. I had nothing to do with it. Whatever it was, I I hope not. Uh, do you, uh, does the name Hugh Lofting ring a bell? No. Uh, he was a English author and poet who created Doctor Doolittle. Stop. 
Yeah. If I could talk to the animals, walk with the animals, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. is, uh, there's a new version coming out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one, actually. Uh, January 14th of 1892, Hal Roach uh, was born. Hold on a a second. Hal Roach, for those of you. The Hal Roach Studios. Laurel and Hardy. There you go. Isn't that our gang's music, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, he was Hal Roach. Did the Little Rascals. He also, Laurel and Hardy, too, uh, had affiliations with Hal Roach as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 1915. This name should ring a bell. Hal, or excuse me, uh, Mark Goodson. Mark, it's a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. production. Exactly. Uh, he born 1915. He passed in uh, 1992. Finally, Mark Goodson died. Just... Mark Goodson died of blank. <laughs> That's just wrong. He's the match. Is, he's the he's guy behind Match Game. Oh yes, he is. I know. Uh, it's funny. First of all, you know there was the a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production, and somewhere uh, Bill Todman dropped, and it was just a uh, a Mark Goodson was, production. Exactly. Uh, finally, on January fourteenth, uh, nineteen fifty-seven, is when um, Humphrey Bogart passed away. Oh, he he died before I was even born. Yeah, the best line ever, ever written. Although I've never seen Casablanca, the full movie. We can discuss that another time. Uh huh. To me, it's the most the best line ever written for a movie. Round up the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he didn't yeah. even say it. So, by the. By the okay. way, he never said he never said play it again, Sam, either. He didn't. Nope. I believe the line is you played it for her and play it you can play it for me. Play it, Sam. Oh, okay. Something like that. Okay. Moving on to January fifteenth of eighteen seventy. A political cartoon for the first time symbolizes the Democratic Party with a donkey. A live jackass kicking a dead lion from uh, Harper's, uh, excuse me, from Thomas Nast for Harper's Weekly. Where did I, I saw just, that was on Jeopardy this week. Oh, was it really? And that Yes, that very question was on Jeopardy this week. Hmm. I thought it sounded from, it, it's almost word for word what the, uh, yeah. Interesting. They must have picked it off of Wikipedia. Uh, Why wouldn't they? Because their research is so weak. (laughs) Oh, January 15th, 1889. The Coca-Cola Company, then known as Pemberton Medicine Company, was incorporated Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. Yep. And they still won't tell you about the secret recipe, which can't be that secret. They changed up the formula at one point. Everybody remember? Everybody remember New Coke? <laughs> yeah. It was their attempt to taste more like Pepsi. Yeah. And it failed oh. miserably. And then, of course, exactly. there was classic Coke, which was just old Coke. 
Exactly. Which did you like better? Uh, You're not really a Coca-Cola drinker, though, are you? No, I'm a Pepsi guy. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I, you're a diet do guy, but that's... Well, it's a Pepsi that's product. Good. I was a Pepsi guy long before I was a do guy. Uh, mm. Honestly, I like Coke from a fountain. It's not bad, no. No, I like it from a fountain. I mean, I'll drink it out of a bottle. I don't care. If that's what's there, mm. I'll I'll drink it. Uh, I find it a little harsh, especially mm. out, of a, out of a can, but uh, yeah, I, I don't mind Coke at all. Okay, January 15th now of 1892, James Naismith publishes The Rules of Basketball. Yeah. Do you know why an NBA basketball hoop is at exactly 10 feet? Tell me. Because when Naismith first set up the peach baskets at each end of the gymnasium, Mm -hmm. it's just by happenstance that they were tied off at exactly 10 feet. There's no other reason why. No other reason, huh? Hmm. No other reason. That just happened to be where they could tie them. The peach baskets, Hmm. if you will. Oh, okay. And now January 15th, 1929, uh, Martin Luther King's birthday. Yes. Well, this Monday where we have, that's right, Monday's, is it Monday? Yeah, well, that's the official... Uh, no, next the official Monday, the 20th. Holiday. The 20th. Okay. Uh, but yeah, his actual birthday is January 15th. That is correct. Uh, and left this world way too soon in 1968. Well, that's... Martin Luther King would have been... He would have been 109 years old. No, he'd have still been dead. Jesus. Well, man, he'd have been come. dead. He wouldn't. It's unlikely he'd have been 109. But I mean, well, it's I, we all like to think about what you know, what changes. What, yeah, what somebody'd be like if they're on. Yeah, I guess. No, you. no. I mean, had he lived, what else would have? You know, I firmly believe he would have been our first uh, African American president. Very possible. Right. Right. Moving on. Anyways, he left this world way too soon. Right. Uh, 1948, we, uh, uh, Ronnie Van Zant from Leonard Skinnerd uh, was born. Another you, one that left this world way too soon. Do you, know, do you know how the band got their name? Uh, from the gymnasium teacher is, of uh, their school. That is correct. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm a huge Leonard Skinner fan. Absolutely. Okay. All right, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. 1976, uh, January 15th, 1976, Gerald Ford's would-be assassin, Sarah Jane Moore, is sentenced to life in prison. <laughs> he, I wonder he, if she's died in prison yet. Probably. He had a rough year, man. A lot of people came after him. Squeaky from and every mm-hmm. every, every utensil in the White House. Shut <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Didn't he trip up the? Didn't he trip up the stairs uh, on Air Force Air Force One as well? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, that was Chevy Chase's whole thing when he played Ford. When he played Ford on Saturday Night Live. First off, he made no attempt to impersonate him or look like him or anything like that. He just tripped a lot. <laughs> just heard that you know that was the whole thing with Ford is you know uh, that he was a klutz. He oh. wasn't really, but. 
There was a joke going around at the time. Uh, Ford was at a state dinner, uh, accident, accidentally uh, poked himself in, in the hand with his fork. Alert Secret Service agents uh, wrestled the fork to the ground. <laughs> oh, what do you say we go on now to January 16th? I think that would be a prudent idea. A good idea. Where uh, in 1910, uh, Dizzy Dean, uh, former... Dizzy Dean was a pitcher, right? Yes. Yes, he was. For the Cardinals? I think so. Okay. Anyways, he was born... Uh, in 1910, he passed away in 1974. And I still had nothing to do with that. Uh, yeah, there you go. 1935, A.G. A.J. Foyt. Excuse me, A.J. Foyt. There you go. Uh, who's still with us, by the way. Yes, born, he is. Uh, 16 of uh, 1935. Uh, 1943, Ronnie Millsap was born. Country singer, right? Yes, exactly. Gave us uh, all all like a song, Smoky Mountain Rain. Good singer. Good singer. uh, If I'm not mistaken, he's totally blind. I know legally blind, but he's totally blind. Okay, I see Uh, that. uh, Oh, Jesus. Uh, 1944, Jim Stafford uh, was born. He had a TV show. Mm-hmm. Very briefly in the seventies, uh, I think it was a summer show or back when they would have summer shows, fill-in shows. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know he had a couple of hit songs that were uh, uh, "Spiders and Snakes." That's that's the one I'm thinking of. I don't like spiders and snakes. And that ain't what it takes to love me. Do 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 do. Yeah. Anyway. He also I, appeared uh, in one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, any I think it was every which way or any which way you can Clint Eastwood movie. I don't. I have no reason to doubt you, sir. Okay. Uh, finally, in uh, January sixteenth, in uh, nineteen sixty four, hello, excuse me, hello, Dolly, opened on Broadway, beginning a run of. 2,844 performances. Well, hello, Dolly. Well, hello, Dolly. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. You're looking you swell, at, Dolly. The opening? Never seen it. <laughs> oh, man. Never seen it. It was never running on Broadway. It was never running on Broadway when I was uh, there and, and working on Broadway and all that. Uh, but anyway okay buckle up uh, January 17th we got a few here so we'll try to get through them as quickly as possible Uh, January 17th 1899 uh, Al Capone was born we're going to party like it's 1899 exactly Uh, January 17th of 1920 alcohol prohibition begins in the United States as the Volstead Act goes into effect. That's interesting that, that Capone's birthday was the day the Prohibition began. Yeah, and that's something. That's interesting. Here's one that floored me. I didn't real, I realized that she was getting up there in years, but uh, Betty White, born uh, 
January 17th of 1922. Oh, yeah. Betty uh, Betty is a national treasure. Uh, we need to protect her and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We, and Christine we, Hubbard. Well, uh, well Christine's got, she's not 89 years old. <laughs> this is true. I'm, I'm talking about our, uh, our, our elder stateswomen. Uh, Betty, now, wait a what? minute. Now, 1922, that'd make her night. 98. That was her 98 years old. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, born January 17th of uh, 1927, Eartha Kitt. Yeah. I, 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 to this day, I didn't know what I, what I was feeling at the time, but when I saw her in that Catwoman outfit, don't get me wrong, Julie Newmar was something, but Eartha Kitt just had this whole different vibe going and yeah, I, that was a i mean i was puzzled as the white Catwoman was suddenly short and black but i didn't really seem to care and i was only about eight years old so what a, what an appropriate name for somebody uh to play Catwoman, eartha kit she could roll yeah, the, oh god anyway let's move on before by the way eartha kit passed away uh, in 2008 oh that's too uh, bad yeah, uh, January seventeenth of nineteen twenty nine, Popeye the Sailor Man, a cartoon created by E. C. Seeger, appears in the Thimble Theater comic strip. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I can do. I would love to be able to do a Popeye. I am, I am what I am, and that's all. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I, I am what I am, and that's all what I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. There you go. 1942, uh, Muhammad Ali uh, was uh, born. Yes, he was. Uh, we should be celebrating that as a national holiday, too, to tell you the truth. Also interesting, the same week as Joe Frazier. Yeah. That is kind of, that is kind of crazy now that you think about it. Yeah. Uh, 1962, January 17th, uh, Jim Carrey was born. Yeah, but he's from Canada, so... Well, come on, we we love Canadians. Well, you got to do the you got to do the adjustment. You got to do the conversion rate. He's actually eighty nine yeah. years old. <laughs> nineteen sixty four. Uh, we mentioned her earlier. Nineteen sixty four, uh, January seventeenth. Michelle Obama. What? Forty sixth first lady of the United States. What? Did you say the forty sixth? Yes. Wait. Well, yeah. So, I don't understand the math there unless a couple of presidents remarried or something. I, I, and I don't know that, honestly. And we had at least one who was single. He got married in the white. Uh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, happy, uh, uh, happy birthday ahead of time there to uh, one of the most beloved first ladies in our history. And what year was she born? She was born in 1964, a year younger than me. Man. Hmm. Uh, 1977, capital punishment in the United States resumed after a 10-year hiatus. Convicted <laughs> murderer Gary Gilmore is executed by firing squad. Now, first off, it had never gone away in Catholic schools. That's for starters. <laughs> I, the Gary Gilmore case was very, very, 
I'm going to try and tell this story very quickly. So I, I was up in Albany, uh, near Albany, New York, with uh, some of the kids from the Police Athletic League Center uh, that I worked at. And there were, there were groups of kids from, from other places all over New York City. And we're up in this farm-like, uh, horse ranch kind of place. We were there for a week. So two, uh, I was 18. Two of the other guys, two other counselors, uh, happened to be young black guys my age. Uh, the one, one of the guys' name was Gary Gilmore. <clears throat> and this was, uh, this was right then when all this was going on. The, the name Gary Gilmore was in the papers all day, every day. And uh, quick side side note: We were going into town one day. I'm sitting on a folding chair in the back. It was a van, a windowless van, and the two of them are up front. As we get to town, they turn around and say, "Ed, you need to come up here." So I moved my chair up. I said, "Why?" They said, "Because <laughs> we were in Redneck area." They said, "There ain't no way we're driving with two black faces up front here without a white face. We don't want to get killed." <laughs> So anyway, I knew Gary Gilmore, but not that one. Moving on, not, sorry. Not the Gary Gilmore. Not, huh? not that Gary Gilmore. Oh. <laughs> uh, lastly, on January 17th, 2003, uh, Richard Crenna uh, we oh. lost. Oh, great actor. You know, and I'll tell you the truth, the only thing I think I remember him in is uh, from the uh, from the Rambo uh, movies. Oh, yeah, but he was in a lot more than that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he was, but that's just the only one that comes to mind for me. All right. Last but not least, January 18th, in 1892, where Oliver Hardy was born. Not your Oliver. Not no, see Oliver Hardy. Not my Oliver, no. Well, this is another fine mess you've gotten us into, Stanley. <laughs> you, you know, I just wound up... Uh, I, I just wound up watching that movie uh, about Laurel and Hardy uh, not all that long ago. Um, Was it the one on Netflix, or? Uh, yeah, I don't even remember where I uh, where I saw it. I just uh, just stumbled across it and watched it, and it was actually quite the incredible story, if you can believe the. There's a couple. You know, the- Wait a minute, who was it? Was it Stan or Ollie that was oh Oliver, yeah. Uh yeah, first off, his nickname was Babe. Second off, uh Stan Laurel was the brains behind the whole thing. Yeah, he was. Stan Laurel was the brains. Uh by the way, Jack Black played a really good Oliver Hardy in them in that movie. Then it's not the movie I'm thinking of. Mm. But yeah, you're right though. Uh uh Laurel was the brains of the outfit. I understand that uh, Laurel if, if, again, if you can believe the movie, uh, Laurel had, even after uh, Oliver Hardy passed away, uh, Laurel was actually still writing script for that uh, for their act eight years afterwards. Uh, that sounds about right. He was very committed to it. Mm. Going on to January 18th of 1955, um, all, or excuse me, Kevin Costner was born. Old man. Yeah, no kidding, right? And finally, and yeah, probably yeah. fittingly here on January 18th of uh, 1993, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is officially observed for the first time in all 50 states. Yes, and that's all 50 states for those that... Uh, I don't want to get into it, so... 
Alrighty. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's it. That's all we have. Itty bitty, that's all, folks. Well, well, let's, let's, we gotta find a better close for this, for this bit. Somewhere there's, there's a better close for that. But we'll figure it out. Hey, we're what? just now finally getting the, the machine, just kind of the gears are starting to get lubed and it's just starting to chug along a little bit better. It, it is chugging along that, that, that much I will say. And, uh, uh, geez, you, you really, uh, you really took some time there. Jeez, yeah, you took a chunk of time. Yes, we did. Man, we we, <laughs> we may we may have to charge you for that. All right, so, so, it wouldn't so, surprise me any. So, without further ado, let's go right into it, baby. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, Wide Left, Shannon, and I will each choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. Although this week we will select four because of the postseason. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Slippy Cup. Each of us will be able to swap out. Well, no, we can't swap anything out. Yeah, we can swap one out. For any reason, as long as it's done before the live shows. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's... I'll break your arm if you say anything. John and Ed versus the spread. Well, 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 kids and kittens. Here we are back again. And I, 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 I can't believe... I can't begin to tell you how unprepared I am right now. All right, so last week I was 2-2. Two and two, John was 3-1. and one. Uh, It... I think John maintains a three-game lead here. Yes, he has. Mm. He is forty-two twenty-nine for the season. I am thirty-nine and thirty-two. We uh, and we're going to jump right into it, John. Let's uh, let's see. Let's start with your first pick. Uh, let's start with. Uh, go ahead. Any game you want to start with. Well, we'll get in right to the the uh, today's first game. Okay. Which happens to be none other than uh, my Minnesota Vikings traveling to San Jose, California. What is it, Levi Stadium? Yes. To uh, to play those San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Vikings are six and a half point dogs. Uh, I'm taking. I, I'm going to take the Vikings getting six and a half points. You are. Again, yeah. Again, they're healthy. Uh, they are. They have a pretty successful history, believe it or not, against the 49ers. Uh, I got to run with it. What the hell? Okay. I'm sorry. I was distracted there for a moment. Uh, so you're going to take... Now, the uh, the points are... Uh, the over-under is 45 and a half. Which way do you want to go with that, sir? I'm going to go over with that. You're going to go over. Okay. And... Uh, one moment, please. We're having technical difficulties. We're go- we're gonna be using the old Hulk Hogan line. What you gonna do when Dalvin Cook runs wild on you? All right. So let's look at that game. For that game, I'm taking the Niners. Uh, I'm I'm giving up those six and a half points, and uh, I'm taking the under. John, pick your game. Uh, okay. The Tennessee Titans are 
visiting uh, Baltimore there where the Ravens are a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen a single Ravens game all year, but from what I've heard, they may be your uh, uh, 2020 Super Bowl champions at this rate. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Ravens giving up nine and a half. And I'm also going to take the over on that game. That's 47, 47 and a half points. 47 and a half. Okay. Okay. Well, looking at the, I'm looking at it this way. Tennessee beat up on the Patriots. By the way, the Dolphins beat the Patriots the last, (laughs) the Dolphins beat the Patriots the last game of the season. And then Ryan Tannehill, who was with the Dolphins, came in and beat the Patriots. So, you know, I'm like, eh, I'm happy with that. Patriots are out. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that that big of a scoring extravaganza. So I'm going to take the under. I'm taking Tennessee, and I'm taking the under. So that takes care of today, today's games. Let's go to Houston visiting Kansas City. Kansas City is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I... I I like the way Houston looked last week, but I don't think a rest of Kansas City is going to lay back for them. So I'm taking those the chefs. By the way, it's 48 and a half points, and I'm taking taking the under on that one. John, Houston, Kansas City. Houston, Kansas City. I can't I can't go against my Chiefs uh, playing in Arrowhead. Uh, they're playing their best football uh, right now. Uh, I think that, uh, like I said, they finally uh, they finally found their defense. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, giving up seven and a half, and going the over. Really? On, yeah. You're a you're a ballsy young man. Finally, finally, tomorrow uh, we have Seattle visiting Green Bay. Green Bay is is interesting. It's only they're only a three and a half point favorite. And I'm I'm back and forth on this one. Right now, currently, I'm taking Green Bay. And I'm going to take the over on this one. John? Well, I hate to tell you there, Ed, but uh, I'm doing the exact same thing. You're taking Green Bay and the over. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to... I'm going to use my prerogative now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to swap out to Seattle. And I'm going to take the under. Well, there you go. Now, as it turns out, I have taken the under on all four games. John has taken the over on all four games. So we've, we've got that out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to recap... Uh, Tennessee, Baltimore, Tennessee, a nine and a half point underdog. I'm taking the Titans. John has gone with the very, very strong Ravens. By the way, this kid, they got a quarterback now. Uh, Flacco, I don't, I forget where Flacco is. He's out on the West Coast somewhere. Might be with, I think he's with the Raiders. But John's taking Baltimore, giving up nine and a half points, which isn't a bad, like Baltimore at home, nine and a half points. That That's not a bad, bad pick. Although Baltimore gets... You know, they can be dominant, but they'll just win by six or seven points. So, you know, eh. uh, Houston visits Kansas City. Uh, we're both taking Kansas City at seven and a half points. Kansas City giving up seven and a half points. Uh, 
What's going to be the tiebreaker on this one is uh, I'm taking the under. John's taking the over. Uh, Minnesota visits San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco giving up six and a half points. John and I see differently on this. He's taking his Vikings, getting those six and a half. I'm taking San Francisco. We're completely opposite on this one. I'm taking the under at 45 and a half points while John is taking the over. And finally, Seattle at Green Bay, as I just mentioned, I, I swept. I'm going to take Seattle, uh, getting three and a half points, visiting the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. While John has taken those Packers, those division rivals of his purple people eaters, he's giving up three and a half points and taking the over. So there's a there's a better than good chance that, well, I, bet, I better catch up this week because there's only three more games after this. So mm. I, I have to at least not lose ground. Yeah. Ed's getting so desperate over here right now. He's con- he's contemplating making picks on the Pro Bowl, so that'll tell you anything. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. Hey, look, say what you will. When we used to do our Super Bowl party years ago, we we did a pool, you know, with the hundred boxes. If you're familiar with it, but we 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 actually started doing Bud Bowl pools. Remember when they had the commercials with the bottles played? I remember that absolutely. Oh. So there you have it, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens. That's going to wrap up Ed versus John and Ed versus the spread for this week, <laughs> for this uh, divisional playoff week. Uh, as always, if you're going to, oh, look, let's face it, at this point, if, if you're using our our picks to, to, to bet real money on it, you don't care what we say. You care what we say, but you don't care about the disclaimer. But we're going to say it anyway. Don't do it, because we don't know what we're doing, do we, John? Uh, well, hey, I don't know. I'm I'm over 500. You're over 500. You know, hey, you'd be making some money there. Uh, and that concludes. And yeah. Then there you go. Hey, a couple things real quick I just wanted to point out. First off, uh, I just got a message from uh, Justin LaPlante. Uh, wanted, he just told us Ride Safe is listening in. I just want to say... Thank you for uh, checking us out here, Justin. We'll have to have you on here one of these uh, yes, the Saturdays and uh, get you to weigh in on some of this stuff. Man is doing yeoman's work. He's doing God's work. He's doing Gilchrist yeah. work. Oh, that there, there you go. You just raised the bar. I did. Uh, also, also on a little bit more serious note, I just saw a headline here that a. Uh, Another uh, earthquake struck in Puerto Rico, oh my. Uh, magnitude 5.9, uh, where they just had an earthquake here earlier this week. And yes. uh, man, I tell you, I hate I, I hate to kind of get into the end of the show here on a on a downer, but you know our thoughts are are definitely with the people of Puerto Rico. And uh, hey, hey, Trump, remember. The, uh, Puerto Rico is U.S. property. Let's get off our ass and get some help to those people immediately here. Okay? Yeah, yeah it is part of the United States, and uh, they can use more than paper towels this time. Yeah, no shit. Uh, oh, okay, well, i tell you what. What else do we have? We have a couple other things here that we can look at here to uh, to end, the, uh, end this particular week. Oh, let's see. What do we got here? Oh, da, by, the da, way, da, da, da. by the by the way, because it just popped up on my phone, and 
If you're on Twitter, follow Noel Kastler Comedy, N-O-E-L-C-A-S-L-E-R-C-O-M-E-D-Y. That is the gentleman that is uh, works in production. He is the guy that has been blasting Trump about the drug use. Uh, he was there. He's seen it. Uh, follow him. It's very interesting. And, and again, the Trumps have done nothing to try to stop him, clearly because he's telling the truth. And if anything, there's a Trump that pours, it's the truth. That in a vacuum. Yeah. Well, you know what they what they say, their sunlight is the uh, the best uh, disinfectant. disinfectant. So, Absolutely. So, uh, hey, here are a couple of other uh, uh, quick things. Uh, do you know that there was an Uber driver that was uh, uh, sentenced Oh, this this looks like this was over in the UK. Why does it seem like the, uh, those uh, British, uh, you uh, these British Uber and Lyft, or there's no Lyft in Uber in uh, in England. I forget, but apparently uh, uh, an Uber driver. It says a private hire driver. Well, we all know it's an Uber driver. Uh, was uh, has been given a suspended sentence for exposing himself to uh, a passenger <laughs> why would you why would you even think to do that i got nothing i got <laughs> I, I i got nothing you know what i i i i'm just gonna i got nothing i i don't want to talk about that i don't want to but well, let me let me just throw this in just real quick again it just more it just further validates my and I'm patting myself on the back I, I apologize for this but it further validates the reason that a, a lot I'm not saying a majority but a lot of uber drivers uh, uh, they don't get into this because of, of the money they've heard uh, they've heard now enough times that uber drivers aren't uh, aren't getting paid squat to do what they're doing. This they're out there for some form of social contact. Contact now, does that necessarily mean that they're all perverts? Uh, no, I'm not going to go that far. But they're out there because they want to meet people. You know, they're tired of living in tired of living in uh, mama's basement or something. They want to get out and see the world. And this may be exactly what the, indeed what they're doing. And I'll tap out after that. Okay. Well. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get too involved in anything deep because uh, time is running out here. But very quickly, I, I just want to mention again, we're out there on podcast now. We are a podcast. Right now, we're live. We're a radio show right now. But in a couple of minutes, we're going to be a podcast once we, we send it all out there. iTunes, you can subscribe to us. It'll all come in automatically. Search for Taxi Stand Hour. Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Podcast, and SoundCloud. Uh Search for Radio TFI or uh, uh, Taxi Stand Hour on, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you try to get the podcast somewhere you can't, let us know so we can look into it. As far as we know, we're, we're, we're out there now. And uh, tonight, uh, uh, Soundtrack Saturday, it's the Who's Tommy. Not the movie version, but the original album in its entirety. Uh Tune in, listen, that's 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, which means it'll replay on the East Coast at 11 p.m. It'll play at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. 
on the West Coast and uh, do your conversions in between. With that being said, I'm tapping out. John? I just want to know, Tommy who? Doctor Who. Can he act? Oh, okay. There you go. I think that's going to do it for this particular episode of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and elsewhere in the universe. Uh, I'm John Shannon. Adios. See ya! <laughs>